Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Morata. It's a power pack morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Morata. Spectacular. Bickley and Morata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Morata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Friday, Valley sports fans. We have made it together to the end of a long week. And lo and behold, the NBA playoffs are almost here in Phoenix. They're actually here, as in ongoing, but they will be here on Sunday. The clock ticks the closer. Clock is ticking. And closer yep. and mm-hmm. closer. So this will be the last radio show that we have previewing playoffs. Everything from this point forward is going to be real. It's and not going to be speculation. I don't know about you guys, but I hope that's the case, and I hope we're doing this till mid June. Yeah, let's hope it's along mm-hmm. this point forward. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't want to be, you we know talk basketball ad nauseum. Yeah. No, uh, listen, I'm I'm into it. And and if you're looking for the long term, the long run, um I do eventually want to get to this Warrior Suns Armageddon in the conference finals. So however that happens, I would really like that to happen. So that that's kind of my end goal, if you will. Yeah, I mean, and, and we will. And that end goal, you know, has the end goal for the West. Let's just yeah, say that. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. The end goal for the West. Yeah, I'm excited. This yeah. is uh, this is a different feeling going into the postseason, and I think it's probably like this in a lot of in a lot of different NBA cities, because for a lot of these teams, whatever their record was mm-hmm. over 82 games. Didn't really matter. The Warriors' record no longer matters. The Suns' record no longer matters. The mm-hmm. Clippers' record, for that matter, no, doesn't yeah, matter. No, you're right about that. We've never seen a year like this, and, and there's there's data to prove it from the number one seeded Nuggets to all four California teams being in the playoffs um, to, to the fact that the Suns are, what, 19 games worse than a year ago, and yet everybody feels way better about their chances. <laughs> That's oh, wild. It is wild. It's wild. How do you that, explain that? Kevin yeah. Durant, I yeah, with Kevin Durant, right? Well, because you distill it down, it's because eight zero with Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's that's really the record that matters. Although I will say, going into before we saw anything happen between the Suns and Pelicans and the playoffs started, going in with sixty four wins, the optimism was still high. It was mm-hmm. misguided, but it was high. Mm-hmm. It's different now. There's a there's different. A, there's a confidence behind the optimism. Yeah, yeah, no, there is, and there's a there's um yeah, it it could have been so much different. So let's get the show started on a Friday, Ferret. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Animal. 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, two days away from game one of the Western Conference quarterfinals between the Suns and Clippers at Footprint Center. Suns, of course, open the postseason as the odds-on favorite to win their way to the NBA Finals despite being the four seed in the conference. Sunday's game tips off at 5. Pre-game with Al McCoy, Tim Kempton, and John Bloom starts at 4.30. But for the playoffs, we've got extended pre-game and post-game coverage. Tim Ring will hit the airwaves at 3.30 on Sunday with the Arizona Sports Playoffs pre-game show live from Footprint Center. So, we're getting into it. Yeah. It's finally here. Yep. Four series get underway tomorrow in the NBA players. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. And the Brooklyn Nets visit the uh, Philadelphia 76ers at 10 o'clock, followed by Atlanta at Boston at 12.30. Knicks and Cavs at 3 and Golden State tangling with Sacramento at 5.30. And tonight, the final two playoff spots will be claimed. Bulls and Heat go at it in the Bulls. Eastern Conference play-in in Miami at 4 o'clock. And then uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves host the Oklahoma City Thunder for the 8th seed in the West at 6.30. Rudy Gobert back from his one-game suspension but listed as questionable for tonight's game as he uh, has been dealing with back spasms. And I checked the official injury report. Carl Anthony Towns also listed as questionable for tonight. Oh, really? What's What's wrong with him? Oh, that calf strain. You know. Oh, still, okay. Still bugging him. But um, and he did tweak it in that in that game the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's been a trend since his return to still list him on the injury report as questionable. You know how teams get. Uh, Sacramento head uh, Kings head coach Mike Brown was named the National Basketball Coaches Association Coach of the Year. First year in Sacramento, Brown led an 18 game improvement that saw the Kings go 48 34, finish third in the West, and break their 16 year playoff drought. I think that will be the first of a... There's another Coach of the Year award coming for Mike Brown, I think. And that's the... Hard to argue it. Yeah, I I, I think he's the overwhelming favorite, overwhelming choice. D-back start a six-game road trip today in Miami against the Marlins. Madison Bumgarner gets his third start of the season. In the opener against T-Raj, Trevor Rogers <laughs> of the Marlins in a battle of southpaws. First pitch is at 3.40 Arizona time with pregame coverage starting at 3 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays just won't lose. Devil Rays? Did I say Devil Rays? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Devil Rays did, in fact, lose quite a lot. They did. They did. The Tampa Bay Rays won't lose. They should be the Devil Rays. Uh, they've tied the best start to a season in modern baseball, 13-0. Oh. Uh, actually, 12-0 after a 9-3 win over the uh, Red Sox. They led, uh, Boston led 3-1, but the Rays exploded for seven runs in the fifth no. inning. Yeah, they are 13-0. You're right. Uh, they'll try to break the record in uh, Toronto against the Blue Jays. I really butchered that all the way around. No, don't Sorry. worry about it. We'll, we'll edit it down. The okay. Tampa Bay Devil Dogs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a yodel and a devil dog. Uh, Coyotes dropped their season finale 5-4 in overtime to the Canucks. Former Coyote Connor Garland notched his first career hat trick. His third goal came 1-19 into OT for the clincher. Clayton Keller did assist on Travis Boyd's first period goal, his 86th point of the season. He ties Keith Kachuk's Arizona franchise record with 86 points. Kachuk's mark was set all the way back in the Coyotes' first year in Arizona. So they wrap up at 28-40-14 with 70 points, a 13-point improvement over last season. Coyotes once again find themselves in the draft lottery with Uber 
Uber prospect Connor Bedard eligible to be picked. They've got the six best odds to get the number one pick. Uh, Anaheim, with the league's worst record, has a 25.5%. Would it be nice chance. if something really good like that happened to this franchise? Wouldn't the, it? Their dalliances in the lottery have almost been cruel. It would be nice for something good to happen after 27 years. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals recently worked out free agent quarterback Jeff Driscoll, according to a report from ESPN's Field Yates. Driscoll's been in the league since 2016 when the Niners drafted him out of Florida. He's also spent time with Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Detroit, Denver, and Houston, and has 11 starts. Uh, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported that the Cardinals will sign uh, Raiders offensive lineman Jackson Barton pending a past physical. He was a seventh-round pick in 2019 and played 26 snaps on special teams. Oh, okay. There's that special teams thing. Yeah, that's right. They're going to be a juggernaut. They are. It's good with all the punting they're going to be doing. It's like they're expecting that they're going to punt a lot lot of three and outs. There are reports that Daniel Snyder has reached an agreement to sell the Washington Commanders to a group headed by Philadelphia 76ers co-owner Josh Harris for $6 billion, which would be a record sale price for a North American sports franchise. That ownership group also includes Magic Johnson. So so how many bad billionaires have been ushered out of sports, Vidi? Donald Sterling, Robert Sarver, Daniel Snyder? The guy from the Panthers? Yeah, Jerry oh, yeah, Rick, Jerry yeah, yeah, Jerry Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, there's more coming. Trust me. <laughs> there's more coming. From from where, Vince? Uh, I'm just saying, I'm not saying from where. I'm just, it's going yeah, to happen. There's more. Uh, Azulis Tabellis, an all Pac 12 player in each of the last two seasons at Arizona, has declared himself eligible for the NBA draft, not expected to return for Tucson for a third season. You know who's really happy about this? Brad Nessler. He won't butcher his name anymore uh, on broadcast. Uh, Tabellus averaged 19.8 points and 9.1 rebounds per game in helping the Wildcats to a 28-7 record this season. He was not the only big man to declare for the draft yesterday. Yukon's Adama Sanogo also headed to the NBA after being named the most outstanding player of the Final Four for the national championship uh, winning Huskies. Sanogo averaged 17 points and 7.7 rebounds per game. And he's, I think, the 78th best prospect, according to hmm. <laughs> what, what, what I read. Uh, there you go. There's your splash for Friday, April 14th. Coming up next, as Bick said, this is our final day of previewing the NBA playoffs. We're going to jump in head first next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. The ball's going to get funneled to Chris Paul and whoever the fifth starter is on the court. And so Chris is going to be under pressure, especially in late game situations, to deliver clutch shots. I can You can see it clear, clear as day happening. He knows it. He's been preparing for it since the trade happened, which is one of the reasons why he's been shooting these threes with such confidence. And so this, the, the Suns' playoff run is not going to be defined by Chris Paul, but I promise you there's going to be several different moments where he's going to have his hand on the on the on the controls, which is the way he likes it, and it's going to define whether it goes one way or the other. So definitely, Chris Paul's got a lot on the line in this next two months. It's Brian Windhorst of ESPN talking about the pressure on Chris Paul. There's pressure to be had uh, on every member uh, of the Phoenix Suns, really, as the playoffs yeah. get underway on Sunday. Although. There's an alternate way to look at this, and I don't know if you're on board with it. I I don't know if everybody's on board with it. But the fact that this is all so new 
Kevin Durant so new to the Suns mm-hmm. and even newer because you know they didn't get to open their new toy for a while. And then when they got to play with the toy for a little bit, it broke and they had to change the batteries and they had to wait a couple more weeks. So they had eight games with Kevin Durant. So there's a school of thought on this pressure subject, pick that maybe this year is whatever you get is gravy, mm-hmm. that the real pressure starts next year. Yeah. I'm not totally there, but I can kind of see elements of that. You know, it, it's it's really funny because when the playoffs come around, particularly in the NBA, when, when guys and their individual legacies always seem to be on the line and, and, and there's such an obsession with the pecking order among basketball players that, that you hear this and... I, do athletes, do great athletes feel pressure to win championships? I don't know that they feel pressure in the moment. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, 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 think, so it, it's, I think it is a fan base slash media creation. Without a doubt. Now, I do think there are players who feel pressure in games who are scared of failure. I totally agree with that. And, and that's and that's normal. And that's normal. And and you don't want a lot of those guys on the court in playoff time. But, but guys like Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and Devin Booker, they're not scared. They don't step on the court going, oh my, what's going to happen if I lose? Is Skip Bayless going to rip me? They don't think like that. So it really kind of strikes me and I hear the ESPN guys fixate on this topic of legacies and pressure and who feels the most pressure. They don't feel pressure for their legacies. They're competitors. But maybe pressure is not the right word, but someone like Chris Paul, who knows that his chances of winning the championship, his window is shrinking every single year. Mm-hmm. That he might not have a better chance than right now. Mm-hmm. So it might not be pressure, but there has to be something in his mind as a competitor that knows that his chances yeah. are, sure. are limited now. Sure. So yeah. he has to make the most of this. Right, because because being competitors, they're always looking for advantages. They're always looking for what the edge is. They're always surveying the competitive landscape. That's that's very, very universal to athletes. Yes. So, so just keep that in mind. You're going to be hearing these conversations nonstop about who's feeling the most pressure. That's it, it, Maybe it's just semantics, but that's not what these guys are feeling. No, it's I totally not agree. It's not that. And, and, and let's go back to last year. The Game 7 loss to Dallas. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of embarrassment. It was just a, it was a weird vibe around mm-hmm. Phoenix after that series ended. But when all that stuff wore off and you looked to the future, what was one of the things that pretty much everybody universally said was, you can't lean as heavily on Chris Paul this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Suns did do a good job before the trade even happened. They lessened the load on Chris Paul. They load managed him a little bit. They took away a lot of his ball handling duties. And now after the trade, there is less offensive responsibility on Chris Paul's plate than there's ever been in his career. Yep. Not yep. just in Phoenix. I agree. In his career. I agree. And we've got about a 10-game sample of that, too. With him being the guy open from three-point range and being startled at how open he is because of everything around him, in that 10-game sample, Chris Paul's hitting 45% from three-point range. And a lot of those are catch and shoots, mm-hmm. which, he again, he's not used to. But if you're going to put if, – if Chris Paul is your third option offensively and the ball's going to trickle down to him in a mm-hmm. pressure situation in a playoff game, you still have to feel great about Absolutely. his chances. Absolutely. There, there is no doubt about that. And, and I think that applies to those three guys. I'm not sure who else it applies to. But, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I bet you – I'll bet you on some level I, I think Chris Paul probably thinks he's better than this. I think we all look at this role and go, 
okay um at least we'll at least the Suns are not vulnerable in in terms of relying too much on him in case he breaks down in case he doesn't have the juice in case he comes down with an illness you know what it is we we've we've lived this for a couple of years I'll bet you Chris Paul thinks this new role is below him but I also think he's going to do it very well and I agree I I completely agree with what Brian Windhorst said I bet you there's going to be at least three gigantic three-point shots Chris Paul will make in the upcoming playoffs game deciding game turning game clinching kind of shots because again I, I think I think you know this and I know I think I know this and teams are just going to not let Kevin Durant and Devin Booker smoke them put them on a griddle and and, and cook them that's not going to happen so and, and that's not to say Devin Booker and Kevin Durant won't score they will score that that's that's a given but I think that in terms of in terms of big moment, clutch moments, teams going to make the Suns do. They're going to attempt to make the Suns somebody else beat them, and and I think you can put that in stone. Yeah. I'll bet you you're right, though. I bet you Chris Paul is thinking, I'm doing this new role because they're telling me to do it, yep. not because I yep. need to do it. Yeah, I, I bet you that's exactly the way he thinks. And and so, but but I do think that this somebody's got to fill this role. And like Vinny said, Chris Paul, you can trust in that role. He is not going to. He's not going to shrivel, right? Even even if this role is not familiar to him, I, I don't think he's going to be the proverbial fish out of water with it. No, and and again, with a different responsibility set of skills that he was asked to do last postseason. We're we're a year removed mm-hmm. from him putting on one of the most memorable, unbelievable playoff performances you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. In a in a game in a series clincher going 14 for 14 from the field as a 6-1 guard who's right. not getting to the getting to the rim. Yeah. That's only a year removed. Yeah. There's still a lot of that left in Chris so, Paul. Right, exactly. Exactly. So so I think to wrap this up, what I'm trying to say here is that there are certainly players who are under pressure in the playoffs that when they're all said and done, we're going to look back in judgment. And there are players who are under a lot of pressure. Nikola Jokic would be one. You can rattle them off, the two guys in Boston. Um, and you can go down the line. But the the feeling pressure, it's a completely different thing. And I don't think Chris Paul is going to feel any pressure, um, even though this role is not something he's been doing. Yeah, I, I totally I, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, it's going to be in games that that really matter. Well, I, we've, we've had the eight game sample with Durant, but as we've illustrated all week, they weren't exactly the, the most high leverage games playing against the best competition. That changes on Sunday. Yeah. Devin Booker said yesterday, I, I thought it was cool that he said this is he, he, they feel like they're a football team preparing for a game on Sunday uh-huh. where they, you get all week to prep and then you play Sunday. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. And, and so I'm I am going to be incredibly curious to see exactly how the Clippers plan on defending Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. If they're going to bring um, their A blueprint in Game 1 or if they're going to save that to see what happens. Mm-hmm. How much are they going to put Kawhi on, on KD and maybe yeah. gonna, Are they going to exhaust them on Booker? defense when they're going to probably need Kawhi yeah. more on offense? They're going point. to need Kawhi's points. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, your last chance to score the hottest ticket in town. Game 1, Suns playoff tickets for Sunday. Text the word TICKET to 620-620. Register and listen for your name today. Starting uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, the noon hour, and the 5 o'clock hour uh, for your chance to qualify and see the Suns take on the Clippers this Sunday. Once again, just text TICKET to 
620-620 to get entered, and you could be a qualifier. Uh, coming up next, more cryptic Twitter activity from an Arizona Cardinal. Oh, from great. an unlikely source. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. I'm a firm believer in uh, controlling what I can control. Sure. And uh, the thing that I can control right now is how I approach each day in the offseason. Of course, you know, you try to have those relationships with your teammates and stuff. But again, you know, just like you said, we don't have a head coach, but we also have 30 plus free agents. So, you know, it's kind of be kind of going to be a whole new team, a whole new situation, a whole whole new values and, and different, um, you know, different examples and techniques that, you know, these, this whoever this head coach is going to be is going to bring in. So, um, you know, just controlling what I can control right now, and I'm just going to have a good time here and, uh, you know, just see what happens next. That was Buda Baker back in February, Super Bowl week, when he sat down with Adam Shine. That was before the new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, had been hired. In fact, at that point, Jonathan Gannon was preparing his Eagles defense for a Super Bowl appearance against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, mm. fast forward to April 13th, and here we go again, Bick. Cryptic social media activity. Scrubbing, Vinny. Scrubbing. Scrubbing. Is it cryptic anymore? We've got enough examples of when athletes do something like Buda Baker did, and that is remove his Arizona Cardinals profile picture, remove AZ from his Twitter description. There's something behind that. Yeah, ninety nine times out of a yeah. hundred. Yeah, yes, we Patrick Peterson did it. Chandler Jones did it. Kyler Murray did it. Now, now uh, Buda Baker has done it. So, and so what Buda Baker also did was he tweeted out footage of the famous Michael Jordan. I took that personally. Yep. Uh, yeah. The the gif is uh, that's all I needed for him to do that, and it became personal with me. That's all I needed. Yeah, and it just. Yeah, it, so it, it's a gift, so it's on loop. Right, exactly. So it so it leads you to believe. It, did somebody anger Buda Baker? Is this a uh, um, a, a negotiating tactic? Is this a tactic to get a different contract, a new yeah. contract, more money? Um, I don't. This is uh, this is a little bit alarming to me because Buda Baker to the Cardinals is very much what Mikael Bridges was once to the Suns, just beloved by the fan base. Emotional touchstone for everybody, makes everyone happy, yes. always happy to be here, always happy to rep, right? Always plays hard. Always plays hard. Been a tremendous yeah. represent, re- representative of the organization. Yeah. Not just with who he is as a person, but just balling out on the football and, field right. every week. And maybe the only difference is you can make an argument that Buda Baker is the best player. On the Cardinals, I yeah. I, Whereas Mikel Bridges was always you know third or yeah so. yeah. Here's I, I started thinking about this again and and you know this weird weird period of time that the Arizona Cardinals are in and mm-hmm. and why would if if this is a sign that Buda Baker is unhappy is it contractual we don't know uh, again maybe that'll come out in the wash in the next few months. But my first thought was a punt year. Mm-hmm. You can't ask guys like Buddha Baker to get on board with a year where you're going into it not expecting to win a lot of football games, mm-hmm. especially in football. Buddha Baker gives his body up every single week 
in hopes of victory. Every single in play. In the pursuit yeah. of victory. He's unlike most players in the NFL and, and how much he gives. He is. Yep. And you're going to tell a guy who goes with his hair on fire every single snap, you know what, Buddha? We love you. It's going to be a rough year. Yeah. No. That's a really hard sell. Yeah. So I I would really I think you're on to something. I think that's either that's one of the two options here. It's either I want a new contract because mine is outdated or it's that. But now if you were the Cardinals and Monty Osenford or Jonathan Gannon, whoever's communicating with Buda Baker, I don't think anybody is going to say those words that we are punting this year, that we are that this is, you know, this yes. is a bridge year. But actions speak but, louder right, than words. Right. Or inactivity. A, speaks That's louder right. than that. That's exactly right. So I, I think maybe Buddha's looking at this. I think you might be onto something. Uh, a football player does not have years to waste, and if and if they really see a lost cause this coming season, that would be quite unfortunate. If you I'm, know, to, if you to, to lose the heart of Buddha Baker really would be a, a stunning blow for this football team. Yeah. If I'm picking up the crumbs and I'm trying to piece it together, I think. What do you think of crumbs, Jarrett? You like crumbs? <laughs> no, I hate. I actually hate crumbs because I like. You know, I'm a sloppy eater, so you would uh, hate. Um, rum, 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 you rum, would rum. hate sitting at the desk that I sit at to do Whoops. show prep every morning. When- <laughs> That web team, oh man, they don't believe in, uh, in disinfectant wipes or napkins yeah, my wife or loves, cleaning or getting love, food in their mouths, apparently. My wife loves to eat a snack on the couch while we watch TV, and I always, always have to remind her to get like a napkin or a plate or a paper towel. Or, anyway, so the, the removing of the Arizona from your bio uh-huh. makes it appear like I no longer feel like I am part of this team. The gif saying, and I took that personally, makes me think that it's something contract related that they don't think I'm worth giving a new contract to. Yeah. He's also got two years left on his current deal. And but you didn't sign that long ago. Yeah. And when and, he signed it, he was the highest paid safety in the league. He, right. And and Buddha doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. That it, to, to be blunt, and I, and I don't want this to sound like I'm picking on D-Hop, but that sounds like something D-Hop would do. Look at his contract and go, I'm worth more than that, regardless of, of what it was worth when you first signed it. Buddha doesn't strike me like that. Uh-huh. Buddha, Buddha I, and maybe I'm way wrong about this. Maybe this is. Maybe he went and said, hey, listen, um, for me to give you what I'm continuing to give you, can I get a new contract here? Can we? And, and if he got turned down, then maybe he's like, really, me? Of all people, so it's that it's either that or it's the other thing. It's looking at the season upcoming and all this dysfunction and going, I, I went out of here. Yeah, the lack of talent on defense. Like when Buddha wakes up mm-hmm. at six a.m. and he listens to the splash and he mm-hmm. hears they signed another guy who played solely on special teams. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just like wow, these constant reminders of this is going to be. A-. No, I'm just I'm joking. No, no, you, but no. I, but I think big picture, that's probably that's that's how I interpret what's going. Yeah. On. And so, uh, so all this other dysfunction, I, I think this is this is a little more um, impactful for Cardinals fans because this guy has been the heart of this football team, and and he's he's just he's a guy that has always played with tremendous passion, tremendous. I mean, it's it's not ideal that the new regime comes in, and the first two things that happen are your. Uh, star receiver on offense and your star defensive player both are unhappy being here. Yeah, it's it's a bad time for the Cardinals right now. There's there's no doubt about it. But it's also why these new guys got their jobs because it's a bad time for the Cardinals right now. Yeah, the, it, the opportunities came open for a, a head coach. Nobody else was hiring Jonathan Gannon. 
No, this, this this open up for him because because things are this bad. So so I, I know what I know what Jared's saying. This can't be easy for them because how do you spin how do you spin optimism? How do you how do you build a competitive spirit when your two best players want out? Yeah, well, we talked about this too. Jonathan Gannon's attitude and and outward demeanor is is what this this organization needs right now. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it. The Cardinals took a really, really long time to hire a head coach. Why do you think that was? That's Coaches right. are not dumb. No, no. They can sum up these situations. Oh, yeah. oh, man, I'm getting my big break. But sometimes you don't get a second opportunity if the first big break doesn't go well. And uh-huh. you have to have ultimate confidence in yourself to be able to That's turn things around. That's a good point. Yeah, so uh, let, let's. I, I really hope this is contractual um, because... Because that can be fixed. That can be fixed. Yeah, yeah. That's and it just isn't like. But this this was the last story I thought we were gonna. He's the last guy that I thought we were going to 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 have these talks about. But again, it's who knows who knows what is happening between those walls with all this dysfunction and everything going on. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We're, just, we're I think we're getting a trickling out yep. of, of what's actually happening. But Kyle Odegaard uh, tweeted out yesterday because he did work in that building he apparently went sniffing around and and what he was able to ascertain is that Buda Baker is unhappy with the organization on some level yeah and it's up to us to speculate right now mm-hmm. but we can say now there's no speculation on this cryptic stuff again I'll I'll, I'll go back to there when yeah. a player does that that's the first step in letting the world know hey I'm unhappy <laughs> yeah. with something not happy with you people. Everybody noticed this. I just I, in 2023, it's moved from passive aggressive to aggressive. Yes, <laughs> like it's no longer just like a passive aggressive thing because you're right. Everybody does it, and it's the first step. And I just I, I, I'm not one of those guys that checks these accounts that often, but somebody always finds out. Right. Do th- How do you remember do you th- who has AZ in their bio? Yeah, do you think when Buddha Baker like does That's this, such he, a good boy. he tips somebody off, hey, you know what, I'm changing my uh, account. Uh, I, I don't know how it happens. For the record, I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Still plenty of Cardinals photos up on the grid, but now we know. But when those go... When they we, go, we will know. But we also know that that's, that's what kids do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They refresh they the archive kids. their entire kids. Instagram account. Text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. That's not only the, the only Cardinal story we have today. We've got more coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, which has my head shaking. Uh, coming up next, NBA playoffs begin tomorrow, Sunday for the Suns. We'll get into some NBA odds and ends straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. I mean, we, we spoke. We spoke the same day, and, uh, you know, we, yeah, we both kind of like, you know, uh, both apologized to each other. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you move on. I mean, you, that's life. You know, that's life. It's, it's different when you have millions of people that are watching videos and all have an opinion about things that happen, but um, that that we can't control. But what we can control is how we, you know, the, the, the respect we have for each other and how we handle our, our relationship. Does it, like, does it affect your relationship at all? Or do you still have the, kind of the same relationship? I still love Kyle. He's still my brother.
brother, you know, and uh, that's why I, I tell people sometimes you you fight with your family, sometimes you fight with people that you know uh, you have a lot of love and respect for, and you know you it's life, you know, and no one's perfect, and you know you mistakes happen, uh, and then and then yeah, you grow and you 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 move on. Rudy Gobert of the Minnesota Timberwolves speaking about uh, the incident in the last game of the regular season where he threw a punch at Kyle Anderson. He got a one-game suspension from the team. Uh, did not play in the play-in game that the Timberwolves could have won. Uh, they let it get away late, losing overtime to the Los Angeles Lakers. So they got a, a do-or-die game tonight uh, at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The, the winner moves on. And I think it's interesting that Rudy Gobert at the mm-hmm. end of the regular season, Bick, was playing through back spasms. And that's one of the things that defenders of Rudy Gobert said. Here's a guy in the last game of the season. He's playing through injury and he's getting, you know, he's getting berated basically by one of his teammates and he snapped. But that was almost a week ago. And now Rudy Gobert is questionable, even though he's eligible to play. I wonder if if Chris Finch, the, the coach of the T Wolves, is just like you know what we're we're better off without Rudy Gobert. And, right and now. I think they kind of are. I think so too. I, I mean, you'd want him for defensive matchup reasons, but I you know in the in the games I watch the Timberwolves, he is a, he's an offensive liability. Yeah, and I don't think they need him necessarily even defensively because OKC doesn't feature that that. Stereo, mm-hmm. that that uh, prototypical big, mm-hmm. they're the, a smaller lineup, and I think he could be exploited by that lineup. So we'll see what happens. But I'm actually like, I don't give either one of these teams much of a chance in oh, the first no. round. No, no, no. But I would love to see how Oklahoma City handles a best of seven against a one seed with an MVP candidate. I, I think they could probably take a couple games off Denver. I think Minnesota would go very quietly in a best-of-seven yeah, series. So do I. I, I com- completely agree with you. I, I I don't think the Timberwolves have a good mix or a good fit. or a, a, Clearly, they don't have a good vibe. And their own head coach called them immature <laughs> yeah, last week. Yeah, so. so and if you ever wanted to empower a team by by letting them to play with zero consequences and all uh, all gravy, all house money, if you will, that, yeah. w- that would make Oklahoma City maybe a bit dangerous. If you were a Nuggets fan, if you were one of those seven weirdos, seven? <laughs> took a long time for that one to hit. Somewhere, uh, somewhere Mitch Vereldis, the producer of Ferns and Gambo, is like, hey, shit, yeah, I'm one of those seven. Guy. That's right. There are dozens of us. Yeah, dozens of us. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, that's the one thing that would scare you about Oklahoma City. It's First of all, they've got a player in Shea Gilgis-Alexander who is clearly arrived if you will. Oh, he's he's, a he's star. One, yeah, he's one of the one of the guys who this year you can say has arrived. And, and you got a team that's very very young and a team that plays fast and a team that's athletic. And I I don't think they beat the Nuggets, but man, would they have just carte blanche to come in and do whatever they wanted? There'd be yeah, there we go. Zero pressure on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And yeah. a young team with zero pressure that doesn't know any better, that yeah. could be a dangerous right, mix. It could be. And just think of the future. I mean, they got oodles of first round draft picks. In every draft for like the next five years, they're adding Chet Holmgren to the mix next year. Yeah, they're going to be. That's right. I I keep forgetting about him. Uh, And who's who can't get down with Lugans? What a dort! What a dort! What a dort! (laughs) 
<laughs> he was fantastic the other night. Yeah, no, um, he's a fantastic defender. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I don't think they have a chance, but they do have a chance to make it interesting. Yeah. I, I will admit that. I'm rooting for the Thunder tonight. I want to see them so, win. So I, I want to yeah. see that series. If you look at the Western Conference, and we've been talking about this, but this chart really drove it home. When in terms of seeding versus Vegas odds to come out of the West. Kirk Goldsbury of ESPN had a great chart on this. Three of the top four teams in terms of Vegas odds mm-hmm. are four, seeded four and lower. Suns are number one. They're the four seed. <laughs> uh-huh. Golden State has the second best Vegas odds. They're the six seed. <laughs> the Nuggets are the top seed. They've got the third best odds. And the Lakers, as a seven seed, have the fourth best odds. What do Phoenix, Golden State... And the Lakers all have in common. They're all littered with superstar talent. Yeah. And they've all got finals MVPs on their roster. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. And and clearly clearly that has shifted the uh, the balance uh, of power in, in the odds makers' eyes, and I I think that kind of reflects the way people view it. I um, I'm not sure there's been a number one seed that is has really been handled and treated the way this Nuggets team. But again, they've they've got no one to blame but themselves. We all saw uh, uh, just how they imploded against the Suns a couple years ago. Uh, booted out last year for a number one seed. They they really they really must be thinking, what do we got to do? And I just stumbled down the stretch too. They did. But they were a number one seed that was number one the entire year. Like they were the best team the entire year, essentially, sort of like the Suns were last year. It's just the they haven't done it. There was a time. I, I you're kind of right, Jared. There was a time though when when teams were taking their time, their turn. The Jazz at the very beginning, we all knew that wasn't going to last. You remember that at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the season? Yes. When the Jazz were at the top of the Western Conference, and then after that, the Grizzlies took it for a little while, and then I think after that, the Nuggets did yeah. right around Christmas time. I looked at it when the Pelicans lost that game the other night and the whole Zion thing. Mm-hmm. On Christmas, they were the three seed. The Pelicans were? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nuggets, that's... by the way, and they got there different ways, but their finish over their last 17 games, they went 7-10. and 10. And they had that four-game losing streak in early March that people looked at and went, uh-oh, what's going on? Michael Malone called out his mm-hmm. team, and then they started to rest some players, which the Suns experienced a couple times and a yep. couple of those losses. But you can't feel great about going seven and ten in your last seventeen games. No, into a playoff. we saw no. this that also with the Suns last year. Yeah, when you take your foot off the gas, Much shorter amount of time. But it was right. shorter, but yes. it was still like the last you know week and a half of the season yep. where they just weren't playing like they normally played for an entire season, and they just could never get it going again. It's true. Uh, your last chance to score the hottest ticket in town. Game one Suns playoff tickets. Just text the word ticket to 620-620. Register and listen for your name today in the 7 o'clock hour, the noon hour, and the 5 o'clock hour for your chance to qualify. And you'll uh, maybe be seeing the Suns take on the Clippers in person this Sunday. Once again, that's ticket to 620-620 to uh, get entered. Coming up next, we'll have more on that Suns-Clippers matchup, which is a little more than 48 hours away. That is straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports the local sports leader.